now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Tonight we're coming to you live from Keith's dad's condo where he's having a nice little kickback. I want to thank everybody for coming out. You know, we just came over from the Your Mother's a Fat Bitch Award show and there's just great energy in there, so we're really feeling ourselves. And I'm trying to figure out another way to eat this, so I'm like, I'm just gonna start it. Why don't we get like a keg and throw a kickback? Ladies and gentlemen, Gordos and Gordettes, welcome back to another edition of Just a Kickback. I'm your host, Corbin, here with your other host, Pelly. And Pelly, what's going on? Nothing much. Um, I feel like I say that at the start of every single one. I always say nothing much. Literally every single Nothing episode. goes on in my life. Yes. I don't... Nothing fucking <laughs> happens, you know? That's, that's like how it is in a small pause. town, though. <laughs> 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 I like the dramatic pause you had where you were just, you waited a couple seconds and then mm -hmm. you were like, not much, Corbin. Like it was, <laughs> like it was some groundbreaking news. Like, uh, not much, but it's, it's the truth. It's just like suburbia breeds just boredom. And at the same time, it also breeds just way too much pride. Like I'm done with all these people having so much pride over the one famous person in their town. You know what I mean? You know, like Johnny yeah. Depp's second cousin lives down the road from you. And everybody's like, oh my, right, guess who right. lives in my town? Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just shut your fucking mouth. You're not his friend. You didn't get invited to anything. You drive no. by his house. Like, nothing yes. pisses me you off. You saw more. him... Hey, you stand. You stood behind him in line at the deli one goddamn time, and now every first date you go on, that's the story you fucking lead with yeah. Kelly. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, that's your fucking intro. If your icebreaker is that fucking Alec Baldwin's cousin lives down your street, that his dog walker lives near you, you need a different life. You need to reevaluate. Travel. <laughs> go somewhere. Like, please, do something Dude. else. <laughs> I had my mom's one of my mom's best friend went to school with Adam Sandler and she had a, a, a girlfriend that dated Adam Sandler and I shit you not I shit you not when my mom was introducing me to this person before she brought her up to me she was like just so you know she's gonna tell you the Adam Sandler story mm -hmm. I was like what what the fuck but like how do you go 20 years. Yep. 20 years. And your first opening line is, I went to prom with Adam Sandler. Did I tell you I went to prom with Adam Sandler? <laughs> you, How? Your life is intrinsically connected to fucking Adam Sandler at that point. And when, when he murders a, a, a whole group of nine-year-olds, your life's going to be intrinsically linked with a murderer. So, not that Adam Sandler's going to do that. <laughs> You think Adam Sandler is going to kill a bunch of nine-year-olds? I think I think Adam Sandler is going to Anakin-style walk into a, just a room and pull out his lightsaber and just <laughs> slaughter him. I, that is still, to this day, I don't know how we got here, but the worst scene in, in movie history is when Anakin kills all those children. That didn't need to happen. <laughs> like, that really <laughs> that didn't, guys. That was a George Lucas was sitting around with other, all his other film creator buddies, and they were like, George, you make fucking movies about stars, dude. You're not a real movie maker. And he's like, I'll show you real goddamn movie maker. And he went in there, and he was like, Anakin's just killing every child east of the Mississippi. 
It's like him and, and Scorsese were coming down from a really bad acid trip, and they just put that scene in there. And they're like, this will get him. <laughs> <laughs> this will yeah. make it a classic. Like, no. <laughs> this is what the Academy wants. This is what the Academy gets. <laughs> God, I... But yeah, um, I... Mean, I <laughs> God. But it's, it, the, the, the fact of the matter is that people are way too fucking prideful about their famous people. They're just way too prideful. Yeah. I mean, people are way too prideful in small towns in general, dude. Yeah. I, do you remember, like, we I, we both grew up in small towns. Do you remember, like, the, the rivalries you had with, like, in homecoming and shit at, like, oh you played the God. rival school? Like, dude, fuck off. I think one, one, maybe two of the entirety of our football team went to college for football. One, maybe two. It's <laughs> not that goddamn important, right? You're not watching Future Stars. This isn't, this isn't the battle to decide who owns what town. It's a fucking literal, probably shitty-ass football game. <laughs> yeah. That's it. No, yeah, it's actually, it's legitimately just a bad football game. That's all it is. And the best part about small-town football is you will have dudes who are 40 years removed from their high school career, 20 years removed from their kids going to that high school, but they're still talking about the players on that team like it's their own son. Like, oh, you see what Peterson's going to do this year. That that boy can run. He can really run. It's like, wait, you... Wait, 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 wait. You have gone 65- fucking episodes without doing that perfect dad impression <laughs> 65 goddamn episodes yep that's the dad impression i don't know where that one came from <laughs> but that's how they are what the fuck dude <laughs> i'm working a nine to five over here busting my ass to be a podcaster you could have done our entire goddamn <laughs> podcast in that voice we'd be making a billion dollars yep. we'd be getting 60 million dollar offers from spotify <laughs> what the fuck belly Nope, can't do it. Only happens once a year. You'll catch me at episode 130, and I'll be back. <laughs> Quick math. God Quick damn. Math. But um, it's true. Yeah, yeah I don't, that's definitely I, so yeah. fucking wrong. So off. <laughs> mm -hmm. What? What's so off? My math. Oh, no, you were per spot Was on. I? That's why I'm saying good math. Oh, shit. Yeah, 165 plus 165 is 120 plus 10. Yes. Um, but the, the, I want to get back to this football shit because now I, now I got a fucking gripe to pick. Now you brought up the dads, right? In, in high, when you're in high school, if you're not playing, you don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Like, like high school students. The only reason I ever went to homecoming was to get blackout drunk and backflip off of trucks. <laughs> I cannot backflip. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only reason I ever went to homecoming. It was never like, oh, I need to see, I need to see my fucking high school take on the rivals. You know? Yeah. It was like, it was like, oh, I can't wait to drink piss warm fireball and break my ankle and pee on a couch. <laughs> like, no, yeah. And, uh, but it's the truth. The dads, <laughs> the parents in general act like their, their kid is going to the goddamn Rose Bowl. Like their kid, this is their shining moment. They've waited their entire goddamn lives for this one shining moment. And it's like, no, Sarah. <laughs> like, like, all all little Charlie wants to do 
is not get his ACL ripped in half, get off the field, and go fucking shoot. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's all he wants to do. And you know what that breeds is these dads doing fucking four-a-day practices for five-year-olds in the August heat. You know, like, there's going to be those yeah. dads out there who are like, ah, oh, we never won a championship, so you guys are going to. And it's just, like, your seven-year-old son is doing fucking sprints in 98-degree weather in full pads. Oh. Like, did you ever do football? Never did football. And I, I'm I'm a better person no. because I didn't. Anybody who played football there, yeah. I understand. And whatever the reason was that you decide to put yourself through that hell, sure, whatever. But... I really, it's not necessary. It's just not. <laughs> oh, you want to hear the story of Corbin's one nope. year football? Oh my God. <laughs> you want to hear it? it? Go for it. I had, <laughs> I played one year, seventh grade into eighth grade because everyone played mm. fucking football in my town. And uh, <laughs> I remember I got through, I, I got through the entire year. I didn't really play. Well, I played defense, but I, I didn't, I didn't, it was. Pelly, if I don't care about something, I don't try in the slightest. Yep. And it's just, it's abysmal how bad I am when I don't try. But there was one game, one game we were playing this team. And I swear to God, this team was just roided out of their fucking minds. I mean, they they were in seventh grade, but they were trying out for fucking <laughs> Yeah. Dude, these guys were 6'6", 280. <laughs> and I got absolutely, I was running, I was running to tackle, uh, I was running to defend a kickoff. And this guy put me on my ass so hard, I threw up. I literally hit the ground, threw up, and I was like, that's it. I'm fucking done after this game. But that one game, dude, I had eight sacks, a return touchdown, Mm -hmm. and... Oh, wait, no, I think that's it. But still, six sacks. Fuck off me. And then we we lost. I got to practice. I threw up again at practice, and I was like... I'm fucking done with this shit. This is this is bullshit. I'm just gonna I'm gonna drink. This oh my god! Talk about getting your fucking clock cleaned, son. You got your yeah. bell yeah, rung. Yeah, like <laughs> I did. You hit the deck yeah. and then throw up. Like that's gotta be yes. one of the hardest hits of all time. Of all time. Of all, I dude, these kids. I'm telling you, six six two eighty, and I was like 5'11", 150. <laughs> uh, but that's also the thing. It's like. Is I mean, first off, you were five eleven in the seventh grade, which is you were a big kid. You know what I mean? Like I think I was. Fu- I stopped growing. <laughs> I was like five two. In I stopped the growing grade. in eighth grade. But <laughs> yeah, that also just shows how big these kids are. But at the same time, like there's a part of being a young kid playing a contact sport, and the first time you get your fucking just you get clobbered like that is one of the like. It's just an eye-opening experience. Like, it really is. It's crazy. I remember playing hockey and some kid hitting me when I was 13. And I, like, in my head, I was like a lawn dart. Like, I went up and head directly down. (laughs) Like, crunch everything and then just hobbled off of the ice to the bench. God, it it really is like, like, football is one of those things that's like, Everybody should get their clock cleaned, should get their bell rung one time, you know. But yes. those kids who get up after getting fucking hit so hard that they throw up and they're like, again, those that's that's an issue. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Billy, that was me a little bit. 
But it, but it wasn't so much after that pl- I, uh, during that play. Oh fuck, mm-hmm. no, dude! I stayed the fuck <laughs> down. I was like, I got throw up in my helmet. It was all in one clean motion too. Like it was like he hit my stomach and it was like I was falling as I was throwing up. It wasn't like fall and then throw up. It was like a and as I was falling, you know. <laughs> Kids like, God, he, he just threw up on me, coach. He coach, he threw up on me, <laughs> wiping it off of his pants. <laughs> dude i didn't tell no one knew God. either so i hope that guy didn't get throw up on him but i was just like on the ground just like, <laughs> you know and coach was like you good you good i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and then i was like then i got back up and i was like these kids will pay and it was the greatest goddamn athletic achievement of my entire life fucking punisher style vengeance on that team just fucking yeah. it's yeah. like oh, you make me throw up I'm going to make your family throw up. Like, just fucking <laughs> attacks them. Good God. So many illegal goddamn moves. Helmets to the stomach. I was I was grabbing <laughs> balls, dude. I was fucking kicking. I was kicking ACLs. Well, that's <laughs> a, the best. Like, being a smaller kid, especially, you got to do the most. The absolute most in order yeah. to make, like, yourself, mm-hmm. like, just for you to do anything in those situations. Like, against those kids. Yeah. But, and I wasn't used to be yeah. the little kid either. Because, again, I fucking... My height peaked in eighth grade. I've stayed between 5'11 and 3 quarters and 6 feet my entire life. And it's very strange because every other year I'm a different number. Very strange. I'm a, I'm a yeah. medical anomaly. So I say I'm 6 feet. Oh, yeah. That's the medical anomaly part. <laughs> the same medical <laughs> anomaly that every dude has on Titter, Tinder. You know what I mean? They, they have the same fucking... <laughs> That every dude throughout history... But mine's a literal <laughs> anomaly. No, no, mine's a literal yeah, yeah, yeah. anomaly no, there. Yeah. Six, one, and three, fourths. I six, one, and three, fourths. It definitely is. <laughs> it, it is. I swear to God. I, do you want me to... I will, I will illegally share my medical records on our fucking Instagram just to prove you wrong, asshole. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'll violate every goddamn HIPAA yep. law. Sharing his fucking medical records. God damn. <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, <laughs> hometown, small town people, though, in general, are just, they're, they're a whole different breed, you know? Like, because you wouldn't, you wouldn't find someone yeah. in Brooklyn, you know, being like, ah, oh, this is where Jay-Z lived, you know? It's like, no, they're, they're going to their next thing. They got to get shit done. They're not trying, like, right. people got way, yeah, Jay-Z's people got way news. too much time in a small town. They really do. They're just like. God, like, where, if trivia night at a bar, like, that becoming a thing proves that people have too much time on their hand. You know what I mean? You can't just fucking take your Friday night off and go drink. And But no, no, now it's got to be a Tuesday. And you're, you're asking me questions? Yeah, of course. What is this, fucking homeroom? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, I hate, I, I hate trivia nights. I really do. More so, I hate trivia nights on uh-huh. weekends. Have your fucking trivia yeah. nights on Tuesdays. Have a couple of glasses. You know, you're there to mm-hmm. play trivia. I went to a bar two weekends ago. Middle of, I mean, it wasn't middle of nowhere. It was in my town, which is close to Boston. So it wasn't middle of nowhere. But it was a small. It was a smaller bar. And, and I get in there packed. But the problem was, it was a mix between... People playing trivia and people trying to get drunk. And so you got the guy screaming <laughs> yeah. over music, the questions. 
You got people screaming their questions back. And my ass is just sitting in the corner like, buddy, I just want a fucking Bud Light. I don't care who the fourth president's <laughs> dog's name was. Yeah. <laughs> and I just... And I certainly don't want Book Club Larry over there yelling it and spitting on my yeah, goddamn honestly, ear. Honestly, though. And then it's it's a whole – it, it's always got to be a whole table of the same fucking dude who was like – I don't even know where they met, like cycling class. And they're just all doing fucking trivia together. God. God damn you guys. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck yep. your trivia. Um, anyways, we've got a – Pretty cool interview today. A verified Twitch streamer by night and a lawyer by day. His name's Nutsy Poo. We're going to call him Nutsy because I'm not saying <laughs> Nutsy Poo for an entire interview. But before we do that, do us a favor if you are still listening and you've not hung yourself if you live <laughs> in a small town yet. Um, hit that like, follow, subscribe button. Make sure to keep up with our episodes, future and past. And if you are on Apple Podcasts or you have an iPhone, because Apple Podcasts is a free app that is already downloaded on your iPhone, head to our page on Apple Podcasts, scroll to the very bottom, leave us a five-star rating, write us a review, tell us how shitty it is to grow up in a small town. Or you know what? If you grew up in the city and moved to a small town, tell us why small towns are way fucking better and we're fucking wrong. Either way, leave us that five-star rating, write us a review. Wow, goddamn. <sighs> Anyways. Jeez. <laughs> Here's our interview. Wait, that was all Nazi. the energy you've exerted since playing football that one day. <laughs> yeah, that that was yeah, all of it. That was it. Yep. This is the anime. Mm-hmm. This is the anime. Like I said, Pelly, I have 45 seconds of fight left in me. The reason for that is because 28 minutes yep. of fight came out in that and, game. And that's it. The rest, <laughs> they were like, God was like, Corbin, you got 28 minutes and 45 seconds worth of fight. And I was like, I threw up once. Might yeah. as well fuck around and lose. The, the, the first hour minutes. and a half <laughs> came out of the throw. It was just hour and a half of fight time. It spewed all over the turf that day. <laughs> just fucking blowing <laughs> chunks. Good God. Yeah, dude. If I didn't throw up on that field that day, I wouldn't be on this podcast. I'll tell you that for sure. I'd be in the fucking MMA No, yeah, 100%. Shit. I'd be, I'd be in be the UFC. Jake Paul. You'd see like... my ass kicking. Yeah. No, even better, dude. I'd be that motherfucker that beat uh, McGregor. Oh, yeah. That that would be me. I'd be the one making the $100 million. But instead, my ass had to throw up on that goddamn field. And here we are, Pelly, mm-hmm. t- talking about uh, fucking getting drunk in pickup trucks and breaking ankles. Yep. God <laughs> damn it. And now we're going to talk about video games. Here's our interview with Nutsy. Yeah. I gotta ask, where the hell did you come up with Nutsy Poo for a, for a Twitch name? All right, so uh, my last name is Nutsman, so it's kind of just a play on that that you know I've had for years, dating back to high yeah. school. It made sense to just like throw it my, as my username. It's something memorable too, so yeah. that's nice and easy. Definitely, yeah. yeah the, the the classic like seventh grade gamer tag you know like exactly yeah yeah (laughs) that's sick glad it worked out well um so so when did you officially start streaming uh like january 1st of last year oh wow wow. yeah so it's it's been a little over a year at this point like i finally had the disposable income to kind of put together a good setup so i was like you know what let's go for it and then it's like half the battle. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, how... It's expensive, mm-hmm. man. Being a like trying to get like a professional looking stream up and going is incredibly expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah it's no. a lot of money. Uh, I, yeah. I even see your mic there. It's really sweet. Like we we were I was dealing with the dingiest mic for the longest <laughs> time. Finally upgraded to something else. But even just little things like that are are so difficult. So did you just buy everything off the bat or was it like kind of a, a culmination, like little stuff here, little stuff here? You know what I mean? So technically I bought the gaming PC like Back before I started streaming, I got my gaming PC. I knew eventually it would be used as a stream PC, but like I gamed off my PC, so it made sense. And then I started, I found a a sweet deal on a webcam Blue Yeti combo at Best Buy. It was like 120 bucks on sale for um, uh, Logitech webcam and a Blue Yeti mic. And that's what I got. And I got the capture card and then everything else, like the the new Elgato mic, like the mic stand, the DSLR camera, all that kind of stuff has just come over time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was expensive. Yeah. It, was, it was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everyone thinks streaming is just a bunch of like, you turn it on, you get viewers, and you, you have a good time slash make money. Um, so, so my next question is, what like explain to people what the grind was like to become a partnered Twitch streamer because it's not easy. Uh, no, it was. So <laughs> when I first started streaming, it took me probably three weeks to hit affiliate. Um, when I I started, I guess you could you could say growing. Like I had a couple of people find me, and they brought their friends, and like we just started kind of adding people, and then by I don't know, maybe May of last year, I kind of hit this like 20 viewer plateau and I couldn't, I couldn't do anything about it. Like I was stuck at 20 viewers, stuck at 20 viewers, stuck at 20 viewers, like to the point where I almost considered like, okay, well maybe the streaming thing isn't going to work out last fall. And then, um, I started posting on TikTok and TikTok like kind of took off over the winter essentially. And then leading up to MLB, the show, like how I, the, the explosion for me has been absolutely wild. So like the, the week leading up to the launch of the new MLB, the show, I streamed to like an average of 20 viewers the Tuesday before the game dropped the Wednesday, which was the day before the game drop. I had maybe 50 or 60 and I was like, okay, that's cool. Nice little growth there. And then the day that the game launched within five minutes of me going live, I was over 400 viewers. Jesus. And uh, (laughs) it's all because I would go live on TikTok at the same time I would go like live on Twitch. And like Mm -hmm. the two weeks leading up to MLB, the show's launch, I went from like 12 to 15,000 followers on TikTok to over 30,000. Wow. Just just like telling people what they should do to prepare for the game, what they should do first on the game, that kind of stuff. And then a lot of those people came over into my stream. Um, it took me probably eight weeks after MLB the show launched to get partnered on Twitch. And that was hard, man. I'm going to be honest. Like, you know, I, I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with that kind of stuff. When you like really have to be sure that you're hitting 75 viewers every stream or else they're potentially not going to give you partnership. That was not a fun experience at all. No, so, yeah. 
I just grinded it out the month I hit 75. The first month after launch, I hit 75 viewers. I applied, got denied. They said apply again in two to three weeks. Applied in two to three weeks. I said like, they said no again. I emailed them and said, hey, what do I need to do at this point? And they said, we think you're really close. Apply again in two weeks and we'll see. And at that point, I kind of felt like the third time was going to be it. And I applied after the the two or three weeks at that point and they gave it to me. So it was it was a battle, honestly. I definitely don't think I would have ended up a Twitch partner if I wouldn't have grown on a different platform, though. That was mm. definitely the biggest thing that um, I, I think helped me, at least. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, it, as a layman, I don't usually... I mean, I use our, our Twitch stream for just Red Dead Redemption <laughs> whenever I want to play Red Dead 1. But okay. <laughs> um, explain to me what it means to be partnered on Twitch, because I honestly am, am dumb to the whole thing. So um, being partnered on Twitch, the biggest benefit it gives you is, honest to goodness, the track mark, right? So like I'm a verified creator on Twitch because mm -hmm. of, of partnership. Uh, but outside of that, there are some kind of like smaller benefits. I get encoding on my video. So if like someone comes in to watch my stream, they can... Um, switch from 1080p what I'm streaming at down to like 320p and that's oh, nice. guaranteed to me so it makes it easier for viewers to come in and watch my stream which is super super cool um, the other the other things are kind of behind the scenes things it gives me the ability to add more emotes uh, that kind of stuff so it's it's just little perks there's not like it's not a huge upgrade over being an affiliate to be honest I know everyone wants to be a twitch partner it's kind of the highest tier of a twitch streamer right but Realistically, the biggest perk you get is getting the check mark. It gives you mm -hmm. some sort of notoriety, I guess. Yeah, yeah. plus it's cool as hell to like mm -hmm. be verified on something, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah it was sick. <laughs> um, so you you say that TikTok was a lot of the reason that you got you got big. Um, do you think also part of that would be um MLB the show coming out on xbox so that brought in a whole new audience do you think that was part of it or do you think it just sort of happened at that time i think it definitely helped <laughs> so i mean obviously doubling the player base essentially overnight is going to increase the viewership and you saw it all across twitch like the amount of new mlb the show partners on twitch is crazy and everyone's viewership saw a jump all the way up and down the the directory. Uh, it brought in new streamers too, so it kind of saturated the game a little bit. But the the biggest thing is I found my niche on TikTok, being able to help people who were new to the game and try to give people information who were going to be new to the game. So I think that some of my growth from or on TikTok was from new Xbox players that like were looking for a content creator who would tell them how to how to enjoy the game or what to do in the game. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was dead ass me. The first, you know, that's how I found you originally was your TikToks because I was an expert and I'd played MLB the show. Like God, the last time I had a PlayStation was fucking 2014. I think was the last time I mm -hmm. had a, a MLB the show game. So coming into it, I was completely blind. I had no idea what the marketplace was like. I had no idea about any of this stuff. And you, your TikToks really helped with that. Um, there was uh there was a story you were telling on stream i can't remember if it was last night or the night before where you were talking about how you, one of your tiktoks actually like destroyed mlb the show's marketplace oh it was unreal i didn't expect it at all so uh leading up to like if any of you guys play it 
Team Affinity, Team Affinity 3 dropped like two weeks ago, and it was a huge content drop. All sorts of big players added to it, and it was super awesome. One of the things I did to prepare for it was buy a bunch of lower-rated cards to be prepared to change the exchange, like just be able to rock through those exchanges because I knew I was going to be able to unlock some cards quickly that way. I bought all of those cards, and you had to buy like 250 of each card to be able to do the exchanges. I was buying them at like 25 stubs a piece or 30 stubs a piece, which is the in-game currency in the game. I posted that TikTok and within 48 hours, all of their prices shot up to 250 a piece. And I was like, oh man, I have some pull here. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy. crazy. (laughs) That is absolutely insane, bro. Because yeah, I've seen it before with other people too, but I just never heard a story like that where you're just like, yeah, I was just trying to help people out and accidentally crashed an entire yeah. marketplace digitally. <laughs> yeah, I ruined it. And I, I felt so bad because, like, that was not my intention in the slightest. But it, I mean, that video probably ended up getting 500,000 views on TikTok. So if you assume, like, wow. even 10% of the people who watched that video went and tried that method, that's going to just destroy things. <laughs> you guys and it did. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was literally like a, a in like a real life representation of of how many people you reach in that moment. That's just unbelievable. Like, you don't get a lot of those, especially doing this internet stuff, where you really get to see like, oh, these are the people who watch me, and they're fucking flooding the MOB store right now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's true. Like, I guess one of the one of the issues with being a content creator, it's less so on Twitch because. Um, most people who are watching me are in my chat. They're talking to me. I have interaction with them on TikTok. The people who are watching me feel kind of just like a number, right? Like they don't feel like there's an actual mm-hmm. person associated with it. I see the the views go up. I see the likes go up. I see the comments go up, but uh, it, it's definitely not as personable of a social network as like Twitch is. So it's that gave very like real world I guess, application to what I was doing on TikTok. It gave me a real sense of like what impact mm-hmm. my actual content creation could have. Um, and it was scary. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever thought like, yeah, like low key, have you ever thought that like, maybe you should just fuck with them one time be like, uh, you got, everyone should buy this one card just to see how many people <laughs> do it or no. Just to see how high we can get the marketplace. It yeah. Would be pretty crazy. Um, I know that there are other creators, um, just because I've heard it through the grapevine, that will put out videos like that without any intention to like actually try to help people. They're just doing like a pump and dump. I don't know if you guys heard what went on with FaZe Clan with all the cryptocurrency recently. I don't they- think I did. So a, a bunch of the FaZe Clan members got in trouble recently because they told all of their followers to invest in a cryptocurrency. And then they bought in super early before they told all their followers to do it. And their followers drove the price up and they all cashed out and basically uh, screwed all of, their, all of their followers. But I know that there are people around the community that do do that, like try to uh-huh. essentially cash out on stubs when the marketplace is super inflated. Um I definitely benefited from that marketplace inflation <laughs> that I <laughs> caused when that happened. But it, it was it was just crazy. That whole this game, like this whole game cycle, everything that's went on with my content creation, has just been a it's been wild recently. Seems like a, it seems like you're wild. 
on a fucking roller coaster just hanging on for dear mm-hmm. life at this point <laughs> pretty much <laughs> and this is like this was just supposed to be a hobby for me i didn't expect it to get to this place i didn't expect it to end up like this so yeah. here we are <laughs> yeah um wow. so i gotta ask you because again i, I am in the weeds with mlb the show i okay. get up and i'm like i'm like oh shit like what do I need to do in MLB the show to get a you know to get a Cunio, Tani, all these people? Mm-hmm. How do you maintain your composure for the entirety that you are on a tweet? Because I've watched a pretty <laughs> decent number of streams, and there have only been a few times where I've seen you get like visibly angry. You know what I mean? Like I I I get three games in, and I'm like I, I'm I need to go <laughs> take a walk. I'm about to you know I'm about to commit a homicide or something. You know. Bro, oh, I have – I'm not afraid to say that I've rage quit my streams on a couple of occasions. <laughs> this game will t- this game will tilt you. It will humble you real quick. You'll have, you'll think you're coming in top of the world. You're like, oh, I'm going to mash this kid. And then all of a sudden he'll get like four blue pits and you'll make a couple of errors. And all of a sudden your controller is about to go off the wall. Um, <laughs> it kind of depends on like keeping my composure. Like most of the time I can laugh stuff off. Um, it depends what mode I'm playing though, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I catch a a bad game 2-0 in a BR run, you're like, whatever. I catch a bad game in an event, you're like, eh, no big deal. If I catch a bad game, like 700 raining and rake seasons, that's when the rage starts rolling. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. it, and it's part of the reason I haven't really touched rank seasons the last couple of seasons is because like that is where like I, I throw you know a sinker in, and this dude gets a super late jam shot over the first first baseman. And I just, I rage, man. I'm just seeing mm-hmm. red at that point, and everything. And like I'm trying to keep my composure. I'm trying to stay contained, focus on my chat, not let it get to me. But like if that happens two or three innings in a row, it's over. <laughs> dude, I honestly, it's I, the biggest controller breaker game of all time. Like oh, for me, I used is. to play this back like. I think I had 14 and I had 16 mm-hmm. and I went through probably 30 controllers just playing those games. Like you just, you bad hit or you miss something, just smash that shit on your table. Just because not I, a lot of other sports games do that. No, I, uh, I don't know, man. Madden, Madden pulls some bullshit too, though, to be oh. honest. Like I, I, there's been times where that game has made me tilt hard too. Um, but yeah, MLB, the show's up there. The only time I have ever, felt the rage that I feel playing MLB the show is like Call of Duty Modern Warfare days. Like Modern Warfare 2, like back in those lobbies, I would be like a couple of kills off a nuke and just get killed by a camper or something, and I would just punt my controller off the wall. And (laughs) that's the closest I've ever been to MLB the show. But this this game will find a way to get under your skin, man. It's crazy. It is. It doesn't matter if you're offline or online either. I feel no. like either one just pisses. Everything is made to make you aggressive. Yeah. It's what the whole goddamn game is for. Do you think it's the hardest sport video game like franchise out there? Or you think there's one a little bit more difficult like to be good at? Uh, the only one that I would say is comparable is like PGA 2K, just because that game is brutally hard. But mm. like MLB The Show, it takes more skill than probably any other sports game on the market, right? Like Madden, you can throw Tyreek Hill on a post and he's going to outrun the safety and you can yeah. huck it up. And if, if you have an opponent who can't adjust to that, then it's over. Um, 
you know, 2K, you can just spam dribble moves and then pull up and green a three. Like, okay. <laughs> this game, if if you are not good at this game, you're not good at this game. There's just not much you can do about it. It's <laughs> really nothing. God. Yeah. It, oh, the, the, the whole aspect, like, because it feels so realistic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, actually going up and, and, like, striking out feels like real-life strikeout. Like, God, I like I was doing the same thing in Little League, smashing the bat against the fence. You know, it nothing's changed, <laughs> nothing's fucking changed. <laughs> it's and it's even worse now because it's just it's like striking out and then striking out again and again and again, back yeah. to back to back. Ugh. Well, and it's, I mean, you run into the shittiest opponents too sometimes. You are just <laughs> yeah. like you get you get tilted and then all of a sudden the dude starts like bunt dancing or replaying his home runs and you're uh. you're like just. You're literally just full on seeing red. Yeah. There's just turn off your you turn off your console at that point because it's it's <laughs> over for you. Oh, ha- have you ever sent something really nasty to some kid? Just like a just like I hope you die. Fuck <laughs> you. Like, <laughs> I see. I, there's been a few times where I've had to pull myself off the edge and be like, "All right, this could get me banned on Twitch. This could get me banned <laughs> off the game. I need to like." just slow my roll but there's been a couple of times where like i have wanted to be like you're fucking trash at the game go uninstall you got bailed by a bloop like oh man but it doesn't like end as a content creator too like i don't last night i i lost a game in br this kid hit an off pci grand slam to beat me in br and his friend comes in my chat and said lol my friend just beat you and i (laughs) <laughs> lost it i was so mad i just absolutely obliterated this kid in my chat and then blocked him from my chat and i that kind of stuff happens man listen if you come i'm not gonna message you on playstation but if you come in my chat you're gonna have yeah. a bad time dude that's your terrain that's yeah, like that's like can't... walking up to your front door yeah god, god damn, damn. That, that's disrespectful too my friend just beat you like uh the fact that it's the friend saying that, mm-hmm. that's so frustrating. God damn. It's it's infuriating. And I mean, the amount of... So I used to have... <laughs> I learned my lesson. On my custom stadium, I used to have a sign above my scoreboard that said, Sub to Nutsy Poo. <laughs> and then I realized every single person that I played would come into my chat while the game was going <laughs> on or like after the game was going on or whatever it might be. And I, I pulled that that off the off the scoreboard because I was tired of people coming in my chat and just like watching my pitches, you know, everything. So I was just like, I was done with that. Um, But now I'm starting to, I'm big enough on TikTok where people like see my username because it's the same as my TikTok and Twitch username on my PlayStation username. So they'll know that they're playing me and then they'll come go out of their way to come into my chat and Mm -hmm. just troll. Yeah. Talk about yeah. getting mad, dude. I couldn't I couldn't imagine being mad like by myself in my room and like my cat, right? Scare like all I do is scare my cat. I could mm-hmm. imagine getting mad and then having a hundred people being like, Yeah, you fucking idiot. You should have fucking swung <laughs> pussy, like hit the goddamn no. ball. You know? See, that's the thing, is there's two people in my chat that'll be doing that. Everyone else will be gassing me up. And that's almost worse because I'm raging and they're like, yeah, this game fucking sucks. You should be mad. And that just makes that just validates my anger. <laughs> so I just chill harder. It's nonstop. It's just a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point. 
Yeah, Jesus yes. Christ. Oh man. Now see you are, now I'm thinking about all the bad shit that's happened to me in like the last week and I'm like I uh, this is unbelievable. This game is unbelievably infuriating. <laughs> it is. And I mean there's like so one of the things that I I run into so I like I'm a big MLB the show guy. I think Sony San Diego puts the best sports game on the market. I think they care about their community a lot more than virtually any other um, sports game company. And I just think that there there's things that are in the game that they can't do anything about. Like, is it, is it infuriating when you get a a weak grounder to your shortstop and he bobbles it and you miss a play? Yeah. But I mean, you, you can't like, you can't take that out of the game. You can't fix that. Like, (laughs) Oh, I gave up a crappy hit. It blooped over my first baseman's head. Well, I mean, you have a bat hitting a ball. Sometimes that's going to happen. <laughs> so it's it's hard. Like, I want to rage, and I want to rage at the game, but I also have to remember, like, the game isn't shit. It's just mm-hmm. sometimes shitty stuff happens in yeah. the game. <laughs> well, it's just incredibly realistic. Like, honestly, it's one of the most realistic sports games I've ever seen. Like, they mm-hmm. do such a good job of making it feel like a real-ass baseball game where, like you said, little stuff like that could happen like in a real game, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, they do um, a really good job. One thing I will say, and someone brought this up, I don't know when it was to me sometime recently, they also probably have the easiest job like making a game of any of the other sports games, if that makes sense. So like, like when you're playing MLB, the show, it's basically a mini game, right? There's the pitcher, there's the hitter. It's just a mini Mm -hmm. game over and over and over again. And once the ball's hit, then more things come into play. But like Madden, you have 22 players on the field interacting at all times the game is going on so it becomes a lot more difficult to like you know make that game than it is to have a baseball game where you only have like a pitcher and a hitter a vast majority of the time Mm -hmm. so that makes me give ea sports a little bit more slack than i generally would give them (laughs) yeah so i have and i know you got to go soon to start the stream oh you're good no big man all right cool i want to make sure this gets in here because it's it's incredible to me that you are a like you're you're a superhero by day you're a lawyer by night you're nutsy poo. How do you manage <laughs> both of those? Uh, I don't. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's hard. I mean, I I so I graduated from law school in 2019, passed the bar that summer, started at my job in fall of 2019. So like okay. just a couple of months before I started streaming. And like I said, it was a hobby, right? Like this just gives me something to do in my free time. I figured I would be playing video games if I wasn't at work anyways. How hard is it really to turn on mm-hmm. a camera and stream it while I would normally be playing video games? Um, but I, I ended up at a firm that like, really, really believes in eight to five and you having a life outside of being a lawyer. And I don't think Mm -hmm. that that's something that a lot of other attorneys really get to enjoy. Um, So, I mean, like most days I am out of the office by five and then I can go home. I'll record like two TikToks, um, get those pre-ready to like get uploaded. And then I'll start my stream at like 6.15 or so. So like I have like an hour and 15 minutes to decompress, get some food in me before it's time to stream. I stream until like 9:30 ish my time. 
and then I'll generally spend like 9.30 to 10.30 editing a YouTube video. And then wow. I'll go to bed and do it all over again the next day. Um, so it's, it's kind of just a lot of time management. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Oh, my God. So do you... Are you doing seven days a week on Twitch, or are you doing the five days and taking the weekends off? No, I do four, actually. I stream Monday through Thursday mm-hmm. um, at 8.15 Eastern, which is 6.15 my time. And then, actually, my my girlfriend, like, I've, I've had a long-term girlfriend. I'm probably going to end up marrying her, if we're being honest. But sh- she lives about an hour away from me in our hometown. So on the weekends, I jet out Friday after work and I go spend the weekends up with her. And then Monday morning, I'll drive back, go to work and then start the stream schedule all over again. Um, so not only is it kind of a hobby, but it's also like I wouldn't I can't spend time with her during the week. So it's just like it's just filling up my free time, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that's super organized. I mean, that's crazy <laughs> yeah. to me. You know, like, I feel like I'd be missing Tuesday streams, like, oh, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? But Yeah, and it, honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if I could really have a heart-to-heart with someone who's looking to create content, and obviously, like, you guys do a podcast, so you're creating content right now. If there's mm-hmm. a day you just can't do it, don't, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, there's True. been days where I'm like, oh, shit, I had a hearing today or I had trial today. Like, I don't want to come home and go live. <laughs> so I'll just say Hey guys, I'll see you tomorrow. Like there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. taking time to yourself, taking time. Cause like I, this is, it's been a grind since MLB the show 21 came out. Like I have been grinding my content out and um, there's days where I just can't like, I physically can't, I need yeah. to take the day off and everyone should be okay doing that. As important as the grind is and as guilty as you're going to feel when you don't do it one time, um, it's too good for you to not take time away and give time to like take a mm. breath. And it's also one of the reasons I don't try to stream on the weekends. Just like yeah. my Friday, Saturday, Sunday is able for me to not only decompress from work, not have to think about my cases, but also not have to think about content creation. Really. I'll generally mm. have most of my YouTube videos like ready to be uploaded so I don't have to touch those. I'll have a lot of my TikToks made, so I don't have to touch those. Like, wow, it's just downtime. I like, yeah. I like how you mentioned, uh, you said something in there that that I think is is so huge when you're trying to like build something on the internet and be a personality on the internet, and that's the fact that you just feel so goddamn guilty if you miss mm-hmm. one day. You're like, ah. Like, God, I, I really love watching this baseball game, but during this baseball game, I could, instead of drinking 17 Bud Lights, I could be editing a video while watching. I could mm-hmm. be recording a TikTok. It's just, it's something that people don't realize, you know, yeah. it, mm-hmm. it's constantly there. It is. It's, there's a lot of, a lot of guilt when, I mean, you, you feel like you're letting your community down, first of all, which is always hard, but then there's always that back of your head that's like, okay, well, I'm taking this night off, but someone's out there streaming. And what if they take a viewer that mm-hmm. could have otherwise came to my stream? Or what if right. they, one of my other, one of yeah. my normal followers finds a content creator they like more? And it's like this constant, mm-hmm. it's just this constant back and forth. It's really, it was real hard. And it was one of the hardest things about pushing for partner was like the numbers mattered so much. 
They mattered mm-hmm. so much when you were pushing for partner. It was like, I have to hit the 75. I have to hit the 75. I have to hit the 75. I have to hit the same 75. And like, since I hit partner, I don't have that same feeling anymore. It's like, I don't even have mm-hmm. my viewership turned on, on my screen. I can't even, when I'm streaming now, I don't even know how many people are watching me. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Not stressed about it. At the end, I'll check my analysis to see how the stream went. But like while I'm streaming, I am no longer concerned about what what's happening with my viewership. And that has went a long way to help my mental health while I've been making yeah. content for sure. Yeah. Well, you look at it in a great way. You know, I it, it's really kind of inspiring to hear you talk like that because it just shows that that stuff's so much more important. And, and I mean, we know that the numbers are one of the worst things in the world. I fucking hate numbers. I want to just, you know, that <laughs> shit sucks. Like, I, and, and I like that idea of just turning that, that off, you know, mm-hmm. that's really Dude, cool though. It's so consuming. It's crazy. And like, uh, there's a, there's a, a content creator out there whose name's Ludwig. I don't know if you guys know him. He just broke like the record for most su- or most subscribers in a month on Twitch. He had like 280,000 subscribers. But one of the joking things he says all the time is bigger number, better person. So like he's hmm. like, oh, this person has more Twitter followers than me. Bigger number, better person. And that's honestly what it does feel like when you're a content creator sometimes is like, I, you know, I post a TikTok and my last TikTok had a hundred thousand views and this one only had 70,000 views. Well, am I falling off? Is this the decline? Is this like when it's going to start? Like, Mm -hmm. it's hard to keep your community. Is this going to be the moment where I can look back on and be like, oh shit, that's when the decline started. And that's literally every single time I post a TikTok or every time I go live or it's just, it's hard. It's hard to put that kind of stuff to rest. Um, yeah mm-hmm. just it's i mean it's always when you're when you're creating content like you you want to say the numbers don't matter and you know that kind of stuff but they do like you yeah you don't want to do something and not be successful at it right like no one's getting yeah. into this to not be successful and you know everyone's definition of successful might be different everyone might have different goals or uh, expectations from doing this but at the end of the day you want to be successful. You don't want to feel like a failure when you turn off your stream. And of course it can be, you can get, um, that can be, you can get really, I guess, enveloped. Discouraged. Yeah. yeah. And you can get, you can get super discouraged, but it, you, you have to remember that there are things ha- that happen every day that are out of, outside of your control. Um, there's nothing you could have done to change what happens on a a day to day, there's going to be so many factors that are exerting pressure on your life. And as long as you focus on the things you can control and focus on the things you really have a say in or have a feel for, uh, you're going to be just fine. I love that. Yeah. So that's That's really good. Um, Um, I think that's a good spot. I got one more for you before we end to leave it on a little bit lighter of a note. You were the self-proclaimed king of the minor league baseball hat. How did that start? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I started just picking up minor league baseball hats. Like I just, 
I saw teams that I thought their logo was super, super interesting. Like the one I'm rocking right now is the Rocket City Trash Pandas. They have a fantastic (laughs) name and an incredible logo. (laughs) And all of a sudden it just became like a thing. Like I was, I would just scroll through MILB.com on their shop page and just be like, oh, that logo is kind of sick and throw it in my cart. (laughs) And then just like over time, I just amassed a huge amount of minor league baseball hats. Yeah. I love that collection, man. Minor league, minor league names and like minor league hats are so interesting. So God. it's fun. Yeah, I mean, the, the trash pandas alone might be the greatest sports team of all time. <laughs> trash pandas are great. <laughs> That's so sick. <laughs> I mean, you have the uh, one of the, my favorites is the Wisconsin Utter Tuggers, and it's <laughs> literally <laughs> just a cartoon cartoon cow on the hat, and the bill of the hat is cow print, <laughs> and it's sick. Yeah, there's That's so many. So there's good. so many good ones. Oh man, <laughs> that sounds like the opposing team in a in a like movie that didn't get the MLB rights. That's yes. what that sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> or like a like a little league, uh, you know, Air Bud type movie where he joins yeah. a little league team <laughs> and it's just like they're playing the Wisconsin Utter Tuggers. <laughs> but I mean, like minor league baseball teams have so much personality and their logos yeah. and names are so incredible. It's just like it's so oh. much more fun. Dude, That's I amazing. love I love minor league baseball games. We had mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm from New Hampshire, so we got the Fishy Cats. They mm-hmm. for like a month they have this thing where it's a dollar, like it's a dollar, and you get a baseball bat full of beer. Yeah, like a full like uh, imagine that at like Wrigley or Fenway. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, it's I so I it, I'll do, I mean I'm not afraid to put it out there. I'm from Missoula, Montana. Our minor league baseball team is the Missoula Paddleheads. They just rebranded. Huh. They have a really sick. Uh, rebrand as well but yeah they do those kind of promotions all the time and it's like you know dollar beer night and you can just go in and just get absolutely trashed on dollar beers and watch baseball and that shit is incredible great way to spend a saturday night so I mean, light. I'm sure when you go to the Utter Tucker games, they're giving you udders just filled with beer. You know, they're yeah. slicing them off, Do tying they, them at the bottom. They, uh, minor league promotions, like those people are underappreciated. Whoever the promotions manager for like minor yep. league baseball teams, they are always coming up with great ideas, like just crazy, crazy stuff all the time. That's <laughs> hilarious. God damn. People underestimate the hell out of minor league baseball games. <laughs> yeah, true. That is, oh, uh, man. All right, we'll uh we'll end there because I know you got to get streaming. Um, but thank you very much for coming on. We really do appreciate it. If you guys are listening right now and you want to know where the hell to watch them, head over to twitch.tv backslash nutsy n u t z y p o o and head over check out some of the streams. Like you said, every day eight fifteen to about nine forty five ten ish, um, from Monday through Thursday. Uh, thank you again, Nutsy. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no yeah, problem, Thank guys. you so much Thanks for dude. having me, man. It's a lot of fun. I always enjoy coming on podcasts. It's fun. I'm the doctor, they're my patients All my dogs clowning around Shooters on each side of town We the best in the league Balling like I'm Jeff Teague, whoa
Why you getting all the credit? Swear your shit is pathetic. Always ready for a fight. Your girl is over every night. XXL man, here we come. Put it in and then she come. The root for the apostrophe. Your shit is an atrocity. Hit terminal velocity. Whoa. Six month man will be on vice. Flow so dirty, I got lice. Drinking almost every night. With your bitch, she hella tight. Popping off like champagne. Drive the lane to bronze. Savage like no cardiac. From the back, grinding till we hit the top I don't think we'll ever stop Trapping in the basement, that's an understatement Be here for entertainment, until we need that payment Grinding at the mud, damn it every day Trying to do me dirty, get you out the way I'm a slime, I got money, I got time, ain't you, honey? Roll the spliff on the deck, then I hop in the whip. Hoes from the south, sack a bitch, get them out. My time means something, we got lines, we stun. Pike City coming back, this the all out attack. Climb up the ladder, pockets better be fatter. We can see you from way up, y'all know who you a faker. Jewel in the street, coming back with the heat. Suburban L's, take a few, don't tell I keep to myself, y'all think I'm doing so well But I promise this homie, I can hear church bells Walking with Rang Gang, we the new Wolf Gang 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 Make your underlay. Make your underlay. Make your underlay.